episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. My name is Robin. And I'm Leonard. And we're from Fright Night Minute. Uh, This is Minute 56 of Into the Night. It begins with Ed accepting ignorance and ends with a kiss. Um, So, uh, yeah... I should probably explain right up front uh, how I happened to stumble into this uh, this uh, week of minutes. Um, I uh, am new to the minute movies by minutes community, and uh, obviously I sound really green at it because uh, I've never really recorded on somebody else's podcast before. But uh, uh, Jim actually posted to the community that he said he needed people for. Uh, this project. So I signed up thinking I was going to be a guest. And then I realized, oh, no, we're recording our own podcast for it. (laughs) So I I was like, oh, well, what the heck, you know, Um, it's a challenge. And, uh, you know, gets us out there. So uh, folks that are listening can hear us. We're going to have our our podcast out probably in a a few months, I'm assuming. uh, I don't know, midsummer, beginning of fall, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we do the podcast for Friday night. Uh, Fright Night from uh, 1985. Uh, there is a remake. Uh, we'll let somebody else do that. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, uh, pretty surprised. Our podcast is actually related to this one in a few different ways. Uh, and Yeah, pleasantly surprised. Very mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just want to say, Jim O'Kane, uh, you're either a genius for giving us this week or it's just a really freaky accident. Um <laughs> I'm thinking it's it's the latter because he wanted people to sign up for these particular minutes. We signed up, and it just turns out that there are a few different things that are yeah, actors that appear in Fright Nights, mm-hmm. uh, vampire related stuff. It's pretty yeah. funny. Yep, yep. I will say our first connection that I wanted uh, explicitly mention. Uh, both the movies have the word night in it, um, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. I blows my mind that two different movies would have the word night in it, but uh, I can't hey, believe it myself, Robin. We're, I really we're, can't. We're connected. <laughs> um, so, uh, Len, what do you, what do you think of the movie this so far? We, we, we kind of watched up to our minutes and, and of course, including our minutes and we decided not to watch the rest of the movie until after, uh, we're done with this. So, right. What do you think of it so far? I had never, uh, heard of it or <laughs> seen it, obviously. Um, I have to say, I I find it pretty sleepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that insomnia uh, <laughs> carries through the film, right? Yeah, it, it's okay. I, I've never really thought of, I guess, with the exception of the fly, never really thought of Jeff Goldblum as like a leading man. Really? Uh, yeah, he always sort of strikes me as um, like in Jurassic Park, a really great sort of side character or, or mm-hmm. co-hero. Uh, and in this film, I'll say that he spent a lot of time with his hands in his pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is uh, wandering around with insomnia and he stumbles upon this uh, emerald uh, heist. Well, not heist, but, you know, emeralds being smuggled. And I, I was always I, I've never seen the movie either. I was always stricken by uh, the poster. I've heard of the movie. Um, the poster is Jeff Goldblum and Michelle Pfeiffer, like running 
like there's a dark LA uh, landscape cityscape behind them. Um, yeah. So I was always like, oh, I should get to that one time. So uh, yeah, and uh, surprised to see it's a John Landis film. Yeah, and uh, also surprised to see how many people seem to be popping up during this movie. I'm looking forward to seeing who else pops up as we go. Yeah, on. I'm sure it's already been talked about. I'm sure, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, David Bowie, Jim Henson. Uh, yeah, that made me really yeah, excited. Yeah, <laughs> randomly, you know, on the phone <laughs> for a second. Uh, that, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's not terrible. I don't hate the movie. Yeah, in fact, it's kind of. I suppose at this day and age of blockbuster superhero films where everything's an explosion every five seconds, it's kind of nice to go back to something a little slower paced. And this movie is definitely slower paced. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was okay. I, I It was a rainy day yesterday. I sat on the couch and I watched up until our minutes, up until our minutes and then our minutes. Um, and, and it was uh, it was okay. The, the, the sort of saxophone score is very relaxing. <laughs> yep. The rain pattering at the roof. I, I enjoyed it so far. I don't want to sound like I didn't. Uh, it's just comparatively to the movies we see these days and to our own and uh, to Fright Night. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> pretty, I, pretty slow. I, you know, I do wonder if anybody who's new to Fright Night would watch it and be like, yeah, this is this is, this is a kind of a slow 80s movie because I believe they came out in the same year. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 1985. So, uh, I, How do you feel about it so far? What do you think? I'm enjoying it. You know what it reminds me? I like the uh, the slight the, the sleepy um, uh, journey through a city in one night. I always like you know. Uh, I think adventures and babysitting. Adventures and babysitting. <laughs> oh my god, we're thinking the same thing. Um, and uh, collateral. I was thinking about like L.A. You know, right. and you know, right. and just driving through the night and. You know, it's so so dead. I'm waiting for a coyote to walk across the road at one point. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> but um, yeah, I and I'm loving young Jeff Goldblum and young young Michelle Pfeiffer. Holy cow, he is um, stunning, gorgeous, gorgeous. Um, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about them as we uh, um, move along through the week. Um, sure. Now there is uh, another connection to Fright Night um, that I should mention. Uh, do you remember that scene where this guy holds up this beauty pageant and then it turns out to be a TV show being filmed? Yes. <laughs> One of those uh, pageant uh, actresses uh, was Heidi Sorensen, who plays Miss Scandinavia, she's billed as in the movie. Um, she is the hooker that uh, goes <laughs> to... the beginning of Friday. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so uh, I'd mention that in those minutes. Well, we've already recorded those minutes, so... <laughs> But it's it's cool to mention it here. I don't really get a good look at her, but uh, she's there. Wow! So. Yeah, I didn't I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. You don't really see that much of her in Fright Night. I, I mean, I suppose you well, do. But... There's a nice close up of her tush. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the camera ogles her quite a bit. And and what do you think of uh, John Landis? Uh, I mean, did you notice John Landis in this movie? I mean, if you know what Jan- John Landis looks like, he's. <laughs> He's, yeah, I, I I know what he looks like. He he makes a cameo in just about everything he directs in some way. Um, but no, I didn't. I don't think I did notice him yesterday. He was uh, one of the. Uh, he was one of the. Uh, I think it's like the Savick guys or something like that. The the, the agents that are chasing. Uh, oh Piper. yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the one with the uh, the tinted glasses. He's got his. See, I recognize him from you know behind the scenes of Thriller. You know, over anything. Right. right. <laughs> um. He gets pitched out of a window in American Werewolf in London, man. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I must have noticed it at the time. I've completely forgotten it. But uh, 
Yeah, I think it's really funny that um, he's directing this movie, and during that scene in the uh, the clothing shop, he's like making out with this girl. Um, so it's like, yeah, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna need you to make out with me. So uh, action. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Hey, Parks being a director, I guess so. And there's all sorts of directors over this film. I also thought it was funny. I didn't want. I don't want to go into too many of people's other minutes uh, from before. But uh, I actually heard this episode and nobody mentioned it. But uh, David Cronenberg was mentioned in, in the minute um, that he's in the scene um, during that whole thing with the schematics and all that before Jeff leaves his job. Sure. Um, the boss there is David Cronenberg. And I just thought it was funny because David Cronenberg is going to go on to direct Jeff Goldblum in, in the, fly. the Fly. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. that was kind of cool. Um, all right, so we're going to start this uh, minute. Uh, we have Ed and Diana uh, sitting in the car. The King Lives, <laughs> and um, I know she's kind of like leaving him after they have this night together. And it's funny because he's been mostly just kind of annoyed at the at her dragging him from one place to another. But right. it's in this minute where he, he's kind of clearly smitten with her. And I'm wondering why he had that change in attitude. Right. Um, well, because she's Michelle Pfeiffer. Well, that, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she did walk by naked uh, earlier in the scene, er, earlier in the evening. Um, yes, and his wife is cheating on him. Uh, yeah, uh, I hope he gets some payback on his wife. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't know if he's much interested in that, though. Um, yeah, I uh, I was thinking about it too, and I re- I rewatched before, and this they're basically coming from the whole um, holdup with David Bowie. He had a gun in his mouth about fifteen minutes ago, so right. I'm wondering if he's like. I don't know. He's it kind of snapped him out of it for a little bit, and he's all of a sudden got his eyes open. He's looking at her. Right. Um, that's a that's a that's probably true. Mm-hmm. I, I've never had a gun in my mouth, but I think it would make me reassess what's important. Oh, did did you want to try that as like an experiment for the podcast? Yeah, we can try it for the podcast. All sure. right, let's get a gun out. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to mention. Uh, I, I actually mentioned this to you earlier um, this week, but um, watching that scene with David Bowie, I can imagine a young Ricky Gervais watching the scene and going, yes, this, <laughs> this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> I couldn't believe how like he looked like, I don't know, blonde David Brent in that scene. It's really funny. Have you ever seen any pictures of uh, – of- Ricky when he was young and and in bands. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, something yeah. Serena dancing. I I should know. I really love Ricky Gervais. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, he he definitely he loved Bowie. Anything Bowie did, I think, especially the young Ricky. That's what. Yeah, like yeah. you said, that's what he wants. And I'm sure it's that not was. often that David Bowie is playing in a comedy or a comedic role. So right. So maybe uh, you know maybe his fandom of Bowie and he got through something that Ricky actually is interested in portraying on screen and he's like oh yeah right. smarmy smarmy ser- uh, hitman or whatever he is <laughs> do you ever see bowie appear in extras that ricky Gervais show do you ever oh, see that of course uh, that the scene yeah. where he sings a song about the fat man yeah, <laughs> yeah. pug nosed or yeah. whatever it is picking up <laughs> um so so michelle is going to be leaving us soon so i do want to mention she's 27 here she's mm. gorgeous um yeah I wanted to ask you what any of your uh, favorite Pfeiffers are, your favorite Michelle oh, sh- Pfeiffer roles. Sure. Believe, I, 
there's a handful that come to mind. I really, you know, Batman, of course, Batman Returns, Batman Returns I guess, is probably right? like the top. Uh, yeah. Witches of Eastwick. I really oh, love. Yes. Uh, Wolf is another Jack Nicholson movie that uh, she's mm-hmm. in. What Lies Beneath. I love Harrison Ford, though. That's not one of my favorite of his, I have to be honest. And it was filmed in her home state of Vermont. Yeah. And still, I don't think it's that great. But honestly, my my favorite Michelle Pfeiffer film is Stardust. Oh, Stardust. I think yeah. I saw that once. Isn't that Charlie Cox? Isn't that? And Al, is Al Pacino it's, it's, in that or Robert De Niro? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ricky Gervais is oh, in that really? as well, actually. Makes a cameo, yeah, or or he has a small little mm-hmm. bit part. I shouldn't say cameo. Um, yeah, that's she plays this sort of witch that's uh, rapidly aging or whatever, and trying to get a hold of that stardust so she can live longer. It, I just love that movie. Uh-huh. It's 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 a sort of an adult fairy tale kind of film that uh, it slipped under the radar. Mm-hmm. Not a ton of people. Uh, talk about it i guess but that's one that i really really like and she's great she's great she's a great villain great classic wicked witch in that film <laughs> i guess she's in that dark shadows movie i've yet to see it but uh, uh don't bring that up Robin. <laughs> <laughs> lens a dark shadows purist guys uh, <laughs> i hit him where it hurts um yeah it was a low low <laughs> I uh, I got to say this is around the time when she was in Greece too as well. Um, so when she's wearing oh, yeah. that red jacket, I'm I'm thinking of you know uh, of Greece too because she's wearing the pink lady jacket in that movie. Um, some other ones. Oh, I did want to say that. Uh, why don't I just say it and saying I instead of saying I did want to say, um, in Batman Returns. I got to say, if only. Penguin wasn't in that movie, I would rewatch the heck out of that because she puts on such a great performance. And the Penguin stuff, I just, it just sickens me. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it sickens you because you think it's too dark and gross for the, for the, or you just don't like uh, Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Uh, yeah, it's a bit hammy. And yeah, I, I think if his role was a little like less gross instead of him walking around in his pajamas with drool drub, dribbling down his face constantly, uh, it, you know, right. if they did the classic Penguin, if they brought Burgess in there <laughs> right, <laughs> uh, or, or did something I like that. His, yeah, I like his makeup. I think he looks great. But it, the sort of ice capade stuff that yeah. happens, all of his henchmen, all that, I agree. It's it's uh, they could have stuck with just the Catwoman and it would have been yeah fun. Catwoman Christopher yeah. Walken um, all that stuff but yeah um, I also like her in Married to the Mob um, and Fabulous Baker Boys when she's like stretched out in that piano in between uh, the Bridges Brothers uh, I love that and uh, solid performance in the Gangsters Paradise video um, when she's just staring <laughs> down Coolio that's that's some uh, right. that's some good stuff. That that came from what? What was the name of that movie? That <laughs> Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. <laughs> you know, I was looking through her filmography and I was like, I, I I had just had this strange urge of like, Dangerous Minds was such like a big thing back in like the 90s. Uh, right. Should I rewatch that to see if it eh, – probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous Minds Minute coming uh, up. <laughs> there was a lot of those movies like Dangerous Minds at the time. But I remember liking – Again, in retrospect, you're going back. I don't know that I would want to, but Lean on Me. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yeah. that movie? Yeah. Same vibe. It, it's it is a little. Those are a little dated. The teacher that that was a big mm-hmm. thing. I remember in the night, you know, Dead Poet Society. Oh, yeah. It was a, a teacher. I remember with my uh, I think my uh, English class put, or maybe it was my math class because it was related to math. But uh, like for in high school, they put on Stand and Deliver with uh, Edward James Olmos, and that, that right. really blew my mind. 
But uh, yeah, they don't really make those anymore, <laughs> do they? I, I, don't, I can't read those kinds of movies where the teacher meld young minds, uh, right? Every once in a while, I don't, I don't know if they hit as well. They, they were big back then, though. <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, enough about Pfeiffer. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that I, I do love her in Ant Man and the Wasp. I, I, she's just oh not yeah, gorgeous in that movie. Um, yeah, and and funny, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> uh, so, so Diana pulls out some cash, and there are some, and she has Swiss francs. And I wanted to mention I did some research on Swiss francs because uh, that's what you do in minute by minute podcasts. You just analyze every single thing. Um, so, I'm, I'm, I got it freeze framed, and I see a pink bill, and I see a blue bill. And so quickly, pink is uh, 10 Swiss francs, and it's got a uh, Swiss mathematician, Leonard Euler, on it, on, on the front. And the blue are 20s, um, and it's got uh, Horace Benedict de Saussure, who is famous for spending a lot of time in the Swiss Alps, uh, making great strides in uh, geology and meteorology. Um, so what she's handing him is 30 Swiss francs, if you do the math, <laughs> and the, the conversion is about $30 and some change. And so he's kind of like, ah, oh, no, 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 it's, it's okay. You know, <laughs> Jeez, it's 30 bucks, thanks. <laughs> but, but it's funny, you know, I'm, I'm studying these bills and I'm, I, I just start thinking like Europe is so, so much smarter than us. Like they put their scientists on their money. <laughs> right. What do we have on our $20 bill? We have, we have Andrew Jackson. Who is like you know a general and a president you know, sure. and uh, the ten dollar bill um, is uh, Alexander Hamilton, who um, is the ten dollar founding father without a father. Um, he got a lot farther by working a lot harder, by being a lot smarter, by being a self starter. By fourteen, they put him in charge of a trading charter. That's all the research <laughs> I really did for that. Um, but I just want to say also that like I like other countries' money. I mean, it's fun to make fun of it because you're like, oh, it's Monopoly money. But I like the different colors. It's not all green. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, it would be easier to organize your wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that I have anything in my oh, wallet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, so. A lot of clear money. <laughs> So she, uh, so Diana looks down and uh, shakes her head as she puts the money away. She's, uh, she's kind of, I don't know. She's just like, oh, this guy, you know. And it looks like she's starting to get a bit smitten. She, she puts her yeah. hand on his shoulder and, and he kind of like leans forward as if it's about to happen. But then she touches his cheek and, and then gets out of the car. Um, and so uh, that, that's when we see the profile of the king lives. The uh, 1959 Cadillac Eldorado Brits. Yeah. Do you, uh, I'm sure that it was talked to great, talked about in great length in the last, in the previous minutes, Mm -hmm. but do you have any favorite Elvis songs? Oh, favorite Elvis songs. Oh gosh. Uh, off the top of my head, I would say, um, like a heartbreak hotel, love me tender. Like I, you know what I love that I probably listen to mostly of Elvis uh, because I'm not a huge like Elvis fan, but every Christmas, like his his Christmas album is pure gold. Like I will listen to yeah. every single song over and over again. Yeah. What about you? I, I really like. Uh, it might be the first thing he ever recorded at Sun Studios. Mm-hmm. He has a version of Blue Moon that I think is haunting. Mm. It's really mm. mellow, and I think the percussion might actually be someone tapping on the side of a. An acoustic guitar. It has a it has a 
that's the only way I can describe it as haunting. And from that same uh, record, there's a song called Mystery Train that I also really love. And I think Jim Jarmusch uh, has a movie called Mystery oh, yeah. Train. Uh, and that's the first time I'd heard that song. So I want to say it's sort of based on that's where he got the title. Mm-hmm. It's from that Elvis song. Um, yeah, because it, those two guys are coming to the, the guy and the gal. I can't remember if they're Japanese or not, but they're coming to America to sort of uh, one of them is a big Carl Perkins fan and one's a big Elvis fan. Uh, so that's sort of, yeah, how that ties in that mystery. Thing. Anyway, tangent. But those two songs, anybody, if you do yourself a favor, everybody, and Google or get on YouTube and listen to Elvis's version of Blue Moon. He's, you know, young man, 17 years old. What a haunting voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, also Mystery Train. Very cool songs. Um, so I, yeah, I, I gotta say this is a quite the memorable movie car and I went looking for it on the internet. I don't know where it is and if maybe other podcasters will do a better job researching than I, I, I would figure this is in a museum somewhere or, you know, it is somebody's classic, uh, caddy that they just said that they, they put like a decal, like a temporary decal on the side to, right. you know, make it look like this, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, Diana walks around the car and leans over Ed and uh, collapses into kind of a hug. And then she kind of stands up and beams down at him and takes his hand. And I just wanted to say, it's kind of cool. Uh, we we got the minute here that is on the podcast artwork. It, it's the artwork for the podcast is uh, mm. Diana looking down at Ed. Um, so and that's when we get the, the big kiss. Which uh, we we get yeah. the first kiss. How nice is that to be given? <laughs> <It is awesome>. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I gotta say I was uh, I, I I don't know I'm I'm smitten over Michelle Pfeiffer, so I was very jealous of Jeff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so she uh, so she she so she kisses him, and um, so around the time when the minute ends. But I I I was wondering what you consider. Uh, Diana as a as a character. I mean, this is kind of a noirish movie, so there's a few different kinds of characters that I wanted to go through uh, before we closed out. And tell me what you think Diana is, or maybe she's a mix. Uh, we have uh, Femme Fatale, who is like she turns you on, then she turns on you, um, <laughs> which is French for fatal woman, uh, like the woman you would die for. Uh, some examples would be uh, Catherine Trammell from Basic Instinct, um, uh, Vivian in The Big Sleep, <laughs> uh, Kira in the movie Solo, <laughs> um, and of course Catwoman herself would be another one. So right. that's Femme Fatale. Uh, there's also Damsel in Distress, uh, a female in danger to put the plot into motion. We're talking about like Fay Ray. Uh, we're talking about um, Mary. I mean superhero movies: Mary Jane, Lois Lane. Uh, Marion and Willie from the Indiana Jones movies, all those. Yeah. Um, and then there's the manic pixie dream girl, who is a girl who is uh, stunningly attractive, energetic, high on life, and full of like little quirks. Um, <laughs> and it's all, and all of it is to, um, it's usually to break the male protagonist out of a slump that he's in. Right. So, for instance, uh, Natalie Portman in Garden State, uh, Kate Winslet in Eternal Sunshine. Uh, Penny Lane in Almost Famous. Um, so, the Scott Pilgrim. Uh, oh, Ramona that, Flowers. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, Ramona yeah. Flowers. Yeah, and I, I'm not to say these any of these uh, female characters. I mean, there's more to them than uh, just boiling it down to one thing or another. So I was just kind of going back and forth, wondering what Diana uh, is, and and I almost think. You know, I need to see the rest of the movie. Maybe there's some things about her character that haven't been revealed yet. Right. Um, but what would you, what do you think, Diana, would be more femme fatale, damsel in distress, or man, manic pixie dream girl? She has a little bit of all of that. Right? <laughs> That's what I thought. She really does. Uh, but like you said, it's hard to say without knowing how this movie yeah. ends, which is also kind of exciting. Uh, it's hard to say because if she turns on him in some way. Obviously, she's his femme fatale. Right. She seems a little bit too independent to be the classic damsel in distress. Yeah. Uh, she seems to have like a sordid past and has been able to take care of herself. Obviously, she's been involved with some maybe rich and dangerous people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, her friends are like actresses who are on the scene. It, 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 they all seem to sort of, uh, yeah. That's the best way to put it. They have a sordid past in some ways. And as far as the, 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 the what's the pixie? How do you manic pixie dream girl? Um, manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, she. It's another thing. Like I'm I, thinking I about think like these. Yeah, she's definitely uh, not a quirky uh, person. Um, there isn't any any huge. Uh, quirks that stick out, except that she is a d- emerald smuggler, which is kind of quirky. Um, um, but the the part of that that uh, pulled me in was the fact that you know we have a male protagonist who is in a slump. He is sleepwalking through this night, and all he yeah. wants to do is go back to sleep again, even though he can never get to sleep. So and yeah. it's going to take someone like this to kind of shake him up and uh, get him to experience life again. It's running right. dangerously into the night. <laughs> well, I hope by the end of the movie he does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope by the end of the movie he does something. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. Well, you know, we know how this week ends, and who knows? This, this might be the last we see of Michelle Pfeiffer's, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, right. we'll see how it goes. Um, all right. Well, yeah, I think the answer to that is kind of a mix of most of these, um, and yeah, if it turns out to be. She ends up double-crossing him. It'll, it'll swing in the femme fatale direction for sure. Yeah. All right. I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to say about this minute? We should wrap this up. Uh, no, we sir. longer than uh, expected, but uh, there are some minutes this week where I'm sure we're going to kind of be staring at each other going, well, so <laughs> what do we talk about? But anyway, I want to take, thank everybody for listening. Um, at the moment, our podcast is still being produced but we're now recording the minutes for the 1985 horror classic Fright Night. Um, you can stay tuned to any updates on our podcast, uh, Fright Night Minute, on Twitter. Um, just go to at Fright Night Min. Um, you can find the Into the Night podcast on iTunes and Google Play or at the main site, nightminute.com. Join in on the community at The King Lives Listeners Limo on Facebook and on Twitter at Night Minute. And we'll be back tomorrow as we go further into the night on the Into the Night Minute. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. 